The What to Know podcast explores best practices, innovation, and latest trends with industry experts with an eye toward helping you, the listener, stay ahead of the ever-changing marketing and communications landscape. Good afternoon. This is Aaron Strout, CMO W2O and host of the What to Know podcast show. I have the pleasure today of bringing you three special guests, all now our colleagues, one of which just joined recently. We have Adam Kosman, who is a global president and managing partner of W2O, overseeing our technology practice. I probably semi-butchered that, Adam. I apologize. We have Seth Duncan, who is our chief analytics officer, or I think is also getting a newish title. And then our most recent addition, who is Auden Utangen. Uh, he's a managing partner of W2O Simpler, and part of why we're doing this today is uh, we put out some news last week that we acquired Outen's company, and welcome to the family, Outen, and welcome to the three of you to the What's Know podcast show. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. So as people that listen to the show know, I usually like to get started with a little bit of, uh, you know, where did everyone come from? Uh, I know, Seth, you've been on the show before, but I think it's good to remind people, and Adam, you came aboard uh, via an acquisition, a very important acquisition, four years ago, and have obviously made a huge impact. So why don't we start with you and just talk a little bit about, you know, 60 seconds on where you came from and then what you did and then what you'll be focused on at W2L, and then we'll round Robin through. Yeah, sure. I uh, joined uh, W2L back in 2016 when uh, my firm, Sentient, was acquired by W2L. Sentient was uh, historically a, um, a digital advertising agency focused uh, predominantly in the pharmaceutical and healthcare arena, but we did do some work outside of that. Uh, My background actually started in technology uh, development and product management, pivoted over to digital advertising in the early, say the early 2000s. And up until now, I've been really responsible for W2O's advertising and marketing business. But as we saw the, you know, the evolution of W2O over the last Three years in the last, you know, six to twelve months in particular, coming off the heels of the New Mountain Capital uh, investment, decided that it was time to get back to my techno, uh, my my technology roots and lead the technology products and solutions uh, pillar within W12. So that's my uh, my new remit is a not global president, although that would be nice. It's a group president and managing partner over uh, technology products and solutions. Yeah, I promoted you and you didn't even let me promote you. So, but thank I you. I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know how Jen would have felt about that, but. Uh, well, she is global president of W2O. So there's room for everyone, but thank you for, uh, for reminding me, the group president. So I guess the yin to your yang and, and Seth Duncan, who really has been uh, one of the, the, you know, heart and soul of the technology and the analytics practice for the last nine years. Seth, talk a little bit about, you know, where you came from and uh, what you're what you're going to be doing as part of the team. Yeah, so yeah, I joined in uh, summer 2011, so it, it has been just about nine nine years since I joined. But um, you know, me and a few others when I first started here, we really began this sort of nascent analytics practice, which at the time was really focused on social media because that was sort of the thing that was the thing that our clients were really struggling with and trying to figure out how to how to um, optimize and, and how to, um, you know, kind of work with moving forward. And, um, you know, in the past 10 years or so, we've seen some major evolutions in the types of data that's available to marketers and comms professionals. And, and a lot of that's grounded in things like claims data and HR data and a lot of customer data that just wasn't accessible at scale or was maybe too expensive or just too messy. 
So right now, what I'm trying to do is, is work with Adam and, and uh, folks like, like Alden and others in the, uh, our insights group and, and our technology group to build out platforms and tools that allow us to essentially put a lot of the analytics that we've been doing for years into the hands of practitioners and make it even more actionable now that we're connecting, you know, real, like, you know, I don't want to overuse the term, but real world data in terms of what's happening in the marketplace, what's happening in clinics to um, a lot of the, the social data we've been using for years. So it's exciting times and got a great team to do it. And um, yeah, that's my, my life and my story. I think we've already talked before about my background in the last podcast. So I'll, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll I'll, point I'll, people I'll in that direction. For another time. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. So Adam, before we talk about your platform, Simpler, let's learn a little more about you. And maybe you could tell us also about uh, Tom Lee, who I know is your partner in crime. How did you get started and uh, how did you two meet and, you know, give us a little bit of background there. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, my name is Auden. I'm originally from Norway, so that's that explains the a little bit difficult name. It's an old name, and my, my my father's name is Thor, which kind of sounds funny over here, but that's not a that's not a strange name where I come from. So, but I, I grew up thinking that uh, being a classical musician was pretty interesting. My hobby was computers, but I didn't really think there was any uh, desirable future there. Um, I, I was surrounded by musicians, so that's pretty much the only thing that I paid attention to. But then, after a series of events, uh, my my kind of tunnel vision started to improve somewhat. Uh, I ended up in business school, first in Norway, uh, then China, and then here in the U.S. Uh, and then after school, I started Simpler with my co-founder Tom Lee, and uh, and uh, that's where I started programming again. Uh, so I, I did code the very, very early version of the product. So, so today I'm basically more of a product person with a little bit of engineering background and Tom, my co-founder, he brought the whole healthcare experience. He had, he had many, many years of experience of this industry and it kind of taught me how this, this industry works. So, so here we are. Well, it's a great combination. And, um, and then along comes Simpler, and one of the nice things is I know we, we have 110-plus people on the analytics, insights, research, you know, data science team, and obviously we're sort of dividing and conquering now, but we have this platform that's been out there that's, you know, been stress-tested in addition to some of the offerings that we have. You know, Adam, tell us a little bit about how Simpler came to be and a little bit, you know, about what, uh, what Simpler is. Sure. So, so way, way back, we... Uh... It's about 10 years ago, we, we, we had this goal where we wanted to have more healthcare practitioners on social media. And the reasoning was basically that uh, we, we, we see a lot of patients there. But that was not a very easy goal uh, 10 years ago. You know, social media looked pretty, pretty different back then. Uh, so what we did is we created some resources for, for these uh, healthcare providers and doctors to see the value and give them some quick steps on how to basically get started. And so what we did is we just created a list of hashtags for each medical specialty. And we added some top influencer lists for each of those again. And uh, I think we did two smart things, probably lucky, but uh, we started collecting the data. That was one thing. And the other thing is we opened up these lists so that other people could add to them. And so, you know, we started out with like a hundred or so. And, uh, and today we're basically at, uh, at 20,000 or almost all of them are just submitted by, by the healthcare community. So we did that, and then um, then academia basically came to our door first. Researchers they just didn't do wanted to do formal research, and and now we have like 300 journal articles that has used our data or cited or published us. 
and then over time, like as as um, as sort of like the the market matured, the healthcare social media market matured, uh, more use cases came up. And uh, the first one that opened up was was basically government. So we have NIH, and and with them we started retooling our product. Uh, so that would be basically primarily focused uh, on practitioners and not researchers. Uh, so we made it easy to use. We put all the important stuff on one page. And, uh, you know, that was possible with our awesome engineers, uh, Curtis and Edison. And, and basically from doing that, we, we got more clients, more commercial clients like Pharma Medical Device. And then now, most recently, we're seeing health systems picking up and wa- wanting access to the simpler product. Great. Well, we're thrilled to have you on board. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about sort of why we decided to do this marriage. And I guess I'm going to start with Seth because I know, Adam, you were involved, but Seth was the one that I think helped push us along for the last several months and helped get us to the finish line. So Seth, what was it that really interested you in bringing uh, Auden and the team on board? Oh, there's a, there's a lot um, that, that made you know me and others here really interested in Simpler. Um, I think Probably first and foremost, um, for those of us that have been exposed to it, we really like the user experience. Um, you know, I think W2O um, had some similar data. You know, we, we've been building out M Digital Life, which is the database by which we connect things such as physician, you know, identifiers like MPI numbers to a broad range of other clinical data sets and social media data sets. But um, in terms of the ease of use, you know, it really required a small army of data scientists and analysts to pull out trends and to pull out things that you would actually put into like a medical affairs professional's hands or, or a communications professional's hands. And um, what we loved about Simpler, what jumped out to us right away was that, you know, really any practitioner could use this. Um, it wasn't something, you didn't have to be an analyst or somebody deep with, with deep data science experience to get a lot of really solid insights out of this really quickly. And that was really unique at the time, you know, when I think Simpler first came out, he, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of the social listening platforms are very general purpose. I mean, so you could put in disease keywords, you can put in some basic kind of keywords and maybe filter through a bunch of noise to try to find this, these physicians or find um, research professionals or, or the right patient advocates. But, um, you know, he took a very audience-centric approach in a way that we had just with the UX that was far greater. I think the other big thing was that Alden was just incredibly impressive. I, you can't, I can't, uh, you know, over, I can't overemphasize how rare it is to find somebody that has a combination of the technical acumen that he does, um, a deep understanding of the physician community and what, how physicians use social media and use other types of digital content to kind of continue med- medical education and research. And then, you know, I think the third thing, he's just, he's a, he's just a, a, a really, um, he seems like a, a very intellectually curious and, and, and just like a, you know, a really driven guy. And it just seemed like a perfect match from an entrepreneurial spirit at W12 as well. So. It was the platform and album were definitely the big, the big draws. Well, amen to all three of those. And for the probably a little bit more than little I've seen since Adam was nice enough to come and speak at our marketing science summit last year and get to know him uh, a little bit back then and a little more and more recently then I can definitely vouch for that. Adam, tell us a little bit about the other side. What, uh, what about W2O attracted you to, to join the family? Yeah, I think uh, it's 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 become pretty clear because we we've been talking to uh, to you guys and I think we met Seth uh, talk started talking with Seth two years ago. So uh, this has been very very nice because we 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 feel like we know you and trust you guys uh, already for a long time. So uh, I, I really really appreciate this whole process. But but basically, you know, 
we're we're uh we will build a product and uh, and ask product creators uh and I, I i have to repeat this a lot but you know we we really drive a lot of accomplishments for ourselves and and pleasure in having our tools used by and the, by by practitioners and so what we're looking for from wto is scale you know you guys have enormous scale and relationships uh, with the industry and we just can't wait to get our tool, our product into more people's hands. So that's that's really uh, a big thing for us. Then the second is basically, you know, your data. Like we, we have a lot of complementary data sets, but it would be so cool to integrate with the other data sets you have. And one of them mentioned is the real world data sets, which to us is, uh, is just opening up new use cases and we can't wait to basically build products for those new use cases products that do not exist today um and then a, a third one which is which is incredibly important to us is since we've gotten to know you over the years uh, pretty well we um we just really appreciate you know your talent the the, the amazing people within w2o and the the mindset you guys have you are i know there's a lot of geeks within wto just like us and uh and i think that just a, it's a really good match and uh we're very excited to be learning from you guys well thank you and, and we're excited to be learning from you as well i know that you're a smaller team but you bring a lot of brain power and have put a lot of thought into this so welcome officially to the team we're we're excited to have you all here I guess one of the things I'd love to do is look a little bit, you know, forward to the next three months, the next year, the next three years. And, and Adam, maybe I'll start with you. But, you know, what can we expect out of tools like this and, and maybe more from the, the technology practice? I know we'll talk a little more about client benefits in a minute, but, you know, give us the vision. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the things that brought us together was that I think it's in our DNA to look at data and let the data give us an insight. And the insight is what we you know, base our programs and our projects off of. And, um, you know, I think you're going to continue to see us do that now with Simpler, you know, as part of the organization. So, you know, looking at extending the, um, the data and the capabilities of Simpler to our client uh, engagement. So, for example, if we're doing a KOL and KOI mapping engagement, you know, being able to tap into the Simpler platform to help lead the way on the influencer side of that in combination with some of the capabilities that we already have. Um, definitely plan on releasing uh, new data and user experience uh, features and functionality. Um, want to extend products into the field for our clients. So looking at extending um, right through into the, the reps hands, uh, you know, on their iPads, whether those be reps or MSLs, um, the, the, the power of what Simpler brings to bear, giving those individuals greater insight into the doctors that they're calling on every day and the influence that they have in their, their own ecosystems. Also looking at additional data sources and filters that we can provide within the Simpler platform. And then the, 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 the flip to that, and I think probably the most important piece that we're really excited about is being able to you know, procure and curate Simpler's really you know, hand-built data taxonomy into the broader W2O data taxonomy. And I think that's the piece that say is probably the most important because that allows us to drive the insights that we can provide to customers and clients and having that very, very unique data set combined with all the other data sets that we already have is something that we think will provide tremendous value to our clients. 
Seth or Auden, anything to add to that? No, I mean, that was a great, that was a great synopsis. You know, I mean, I think that at a high level, I mean, the, the plan is to really, you know, over time, take a lot of the analytics um, offerings that W2O has and make it accessible to a much broader audience through a user interface like Auden's, you know, I would say, you know, including other types of social media channels in the platform, including, you know, to Alden's point, real world data, and, and really being able to leverage it for a, a very broad range of commercial applications from an audience planning perspective. I think that's, that's ultimately where this is going to converge in the, in the coming years between converge between well and, and, and simpler. I mean, yeah, and that's something out and you mentioned earlier, which I think is important to note, you know, and, and Seth, you alluded to this, that, you know, up until now, W2O hasn't really released our own products for use by our clients or for even viewing by our clients. Our clients see a lot of the visualizations that our, our, our products and, and platforms can produce. Um, but it's very exciting for us to have Outin and Simpler on board to be able to start extending a product experience to the client and build out new product and new features to, to serve those use cases. And, you know, Adam was talking about, you know, in terms of trying to find use cases that we haven't even explored yet and, and provide a relevant way that our clients can engage with W2O, not just through our people, but through our product as well. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Garden, were you going to say something? No, I, I think, you know, short term, it, it's, it's all these benefits we can, uh, we can only take advantage of with integrating the data you already guys already have. And, and in long term, you know, like three years from now, What's interesting is the data we kind of have from, from social media is, is in the healthcare industry overall is, is seen sort of like as, as a low quality data set, you know, but we coming from the low quality data set and I, I bet we're going to creep up and just grab more and more of the different higher quality data set from real world, clinical, et cetera, and just take one more jab and build more product. Well, I think one of the things people yeah, think I, is, is that it, it's, it may be considered lower quality, but, you know, seeing connections between people, you know, who often source other people in, in sort of real time. I think those are some things that people forget is it's not always what they're saying, but who they're saying it to and how they're engaging with others. And, you know, that combined with digital data and, you know, real world data and research data, that is where the power comes. And then to be able to have a platform that brings it together really is important. And Adam, it looks like you were going to say something and then Seth, I'll let you turn. Seth, why don't you go first? Yeah, I was going to say, like, let's all pile onto this question because I think it's an important one. And I, I would actually say, I, I agree with Alden that there's, I would say it's a misperception that social is low quality data in healthcare. Um, I think for physicians in particular, it's incredibly rich. I think it's true for patients as well. But for physicians, it's incredibly rich and it fills a real need that doesn't exist in the market. Um, specifically a need into understanding physicians' behavior and a lot of their affinity and attitudinal, um, you know, and a lot of their attitudes that you just can't get from traditional market research. So if you're in consumer marketing or, or you know, you're doing like DTC campaigns, um, you're trying to come up with like uh, patient segments, well, you can go to these other databases like the Simmons of the world, IRI and Kantar, and you can get a really good sense about how certain demographics spend their time, what they spend their money on, what they read. That doesn't exist for physicians. So a lot of the, um, you know, physicians, we know they're active on Twitter. They like Twitter and some other social channels because their physicians like free open access kind of platforms like these social platforms provide. So even if they're not talking a lot, they're, they're, they're behaving a lot. They're following things. They're, they're, they're sharing things. And, and being able to actually get a really clear sense about how specific, like, a, you know, specific type of pulmonologist or nephrologist or another type of specialty, where they get their med ed from, 
what types of content they want, what's the relationship with, you know, other types of B2B technologies out there. Like that's incredibly valuable. And it's the only way to get that insight at scale. So I, I think it's, a, it's, it's still an undertapped um, form of data. And I think us combining our data and the way that we think with Simpler's platform is going to really, really elevate it. And I don't think it's going to take years to do that. I think that, you know, our clients are going to start seeing that benefit in, in short order. I think that there's two two additional points that I just add to that, and maybe this leads to the again I agree with that. There's a misperception that healthcare social media data is is, is less valuable, and that number one, until Simpler came along, there really wasn't a platform that weeded out everything except for you know the healthcare social media data. Um, so I think the fact that it is purpose built for that use makes it very, very actionable. So when you look at some of the other social listening platforms that exist, and maybe this is why, you know, our, a lot of our healthcare clients haven't been able to make good use of it, is it's very difficult to get down into, you know, the, the details of the healthcare-related conversations that are occurring. Simpler allows you to do that. So it becomes much more actionable, you know, insight that you're getting from it. I think that's number one. I think number two is I don't, I don't think any one data set is incredibly valuable on its own. You know, a lot of the data that we have available to us in this in this industry is easy to acquire if you have the time and the money to do it. Um, I think what makes it a hell of a lot more interesting and actionable um, and relevant is when you when you, when you bring all those different sources together, and that you know creates this ecosystem around an audience. You know that you know we're talking about healthcare professionals as it relates to Simpler, but uh, the same holds true for patients and caregivers. The same holds true for for you know uh, payers and, and and you know establishing market access. So I really think it's about bringing the the social media data set and 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 combining that with all of the other data that we have at our fingertips. No, I couldn't agree more. I do want to bring us to a conclusion, but I have one more question before we get to a fun question to wrap us up, and that is that you know out we've been doing some cool projects. You know, one is this. California Life Sciences Association uh, uh, dashboard, which I know we started and you've started to bring the power of Simpler to that. But you've also been doing some work with NIH. Can you talk a little bit about you know that since that's so relevant right now amidst the, the COVID-19 conversations? Absolutely, yeah. So, so NIH overall has been our client for at least four years, I believe at this point. And we serve uh, 20 or so national institutes under them, and one of them being National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And so that's Dr. Fauci and, and his team. And so what we have done with them and, and is to build out this, these dashboards that, um, the, the, whose goal is to have rapid knowledge transfer between different practitioners. And so we have created uh, a set of dashboards um, uh, focused on certain conversations, you know, the, the, the most recent valuable content coming from virologists or immunologists or infectious disease physicians. Then we do the same thing for certain geographic areas. We also do it for, for journalists. So you kind of have a keep and tap on, on the latest. And so the, the idea of here is, is, is that, you know, this is a rapid unfolding situation we're in. The faster we can learn from each other, whatever works, hacks, best practices from around the country or the world, we, we just want to surface those things in these dashboards and just spread the knowledge. So, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting to work on this. That, that was very interesting. I find that some of the smartest people in the world always get stumped by this. And Adam, 
you'll appreciate this because in our prep, we were talking about what well, we did this last weekend. I said I was painting to validate my Deserted Island album that I've always picked. I usually say the Beatles' White Album. That's one of my favorites to paint to. The painting a room, not painting paintings. And I can say that it's as good as I ever remember. So I will round robin with this. And so Adam, I'm going to start with you. Seth, I know we've done this with you before, but you can either reaffirm, reaffirm the one that you picked before or a different one. And then out and it'll be great to hear yours. So Adam, you're stuck on a proverbial deserted island. What's your album and why? Well, anyone who knows me knows that I've listened to reggae about 75% of the time, so it's no surprise that if I'm stuck on a deserted island, it would have to be uh, Funky Kingston by Toots and the Maytals. I think that would probably be the one I'd pick today, although we do this game quite a bit and it, it changes, but I think today, Funky Kingston. It's nice to have a good stable and certainly appropriate for the deserted island, right? Hopefully, uh, maybe there's some cocktails and some good, uh, good fresh seafood on the island as well. Seth, how about you? We should be... We should be social distancing on deserted islands right now. That, that would is be, true. Uh, that is true. Good reminder. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll change because actually I feel like I am on a deserted island right now. So this is based on real experience. For whatever reason, and push them to shove, Modest Mouse, um, Mouse is uh, building something out of nothing, or sorry, building nothing out of something has become our go-to quarantine album. Can't explain why. Maybe it's a need for nostalgia, but I haven't listened to that album in like 20 years and it's been on rotation at least every other day here, so. That says something. I'll have to check it out. I know Modest Mouse, but I don't think I've actually listened to that album in its entirety. So I'm going to put it on the, the rotation. That's 90s nostalgia, man. Awesome. Auden, what about you? Um, you know, it's a tough one. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm in, in this scenario, I'm kind of seeing myself being stuck on an island for a while, you know, for a long period of time. And, and over a long period of time, you kind of, you know, what, what has a lasting lasting impact is typically something old and, and so so you know you have to go you have to go further back um and so an album that i've been playing a lot uh which just never gets tired is it's just uh it's it's Bach, uh shallow sweets um very simple uh i was thinking maybe maybe we should have voice but uh but you know cello is pretty pretty close to human voice so i think i'm, I'm pretty I'm still pretty happy with that that choice. Well, for some reason, that doesn't surprise me that you would go with that since you're, uh, you're a deep thinker. So thank you all for doing this. This is Aaron Strout, host of the What to Know podcast show, uh, CMO of W2O. And we've uh, spent the last 20 minutes talking with Adam Kostman, Seth Duncan, and Auden Utengen, who's our newest member to the team. And just keep an eye out for some amazing builds on what's already a great product. And thank you three gentlemen for making the time today. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Want more episodes of What to Know? We post a new episode every Thursday. Subscribe on iTunes, the podcast app, the Stitcher app, or Spotify, and view the podcast page at w2ogroup.com slash whattoknow.